0: hey guys welcome back to the create me podcast yeah this is going to be episode 69 and it's with gary kemp you know i'm sure you're familiar with gary you know he, he stood in and did some chats with me earlier this year when i was on like paternity leave and he's been on the podcast a couple of times last year as well and actually yeah if you know the podcast he's the very first podcast episode but gary's definitely good people and this is a little special episode because we are recording a pilot episode for his podcast which is called Films of the 90s podcast. It was a really cool um, chat. We um, recorded this pilot episode at the United Room Studio Space. And you know Gary kind of chose the top five films that you might not have heard of. So it was really cool um, recommendations. I actually watched two of those films since we last since we recorded this chat. So hope you guys enjoyed this um, conversation and yeah I'll see you at the end. Welcome to the Gaming Podcast This is going to be episode 69 And it's actually going to be a pilot episode For new up and coming podcast um, With Gary Kemp, how's it going man? Not bad, how are you? Good, good, we're just saying off mic um, yeah, People are <laughs> going to be like, oh god, he's so biased Hello. He just like, gets this guy out all the time But yeah, your podcast, Films of the 90s it's is going to be a little pilot episode So I think um, Sort of me explaining all about it I'll, sure. let, you, I'll let you explain Okay
1: um, yeah well thanks for having me on nice. um, <clears throat> for the umpteenth time it's costing me a fortune That's like <laughs> um, but no so I I'm obviously like a lot of people very passionate about films mm-hmm. and TV uh, particularly lately the last 10 or 15 years but um, films in the 90s in particular yeah. uh, kind of formative years of uh, appreciating uh, you know, different forms of film and stuff. I mean, obviously, when I was a kid, I was born in the 70s, yeah. but grew up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't really till the 90s that I kind of developed, uh, uh, you know, a, a broader taste in film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also coincided with me working in a video shop. Yeah. A video for you young ones listening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, What's that? Tape. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you'll have to just Google it. So where was that? What video shop was It was that? called uh, Video Drive-In. What and it was up on Rosemount, and oh, I was—I was about okay. was six of them in Aberdeen. Yeah, uh, they were based in Stirling, uh, so mm. they were all over Scotland. Right. I worked there. Well, I started in 1994, mm. I think, because the first film I remember that week came out was Schindler's List. Right. so it was like 94, and I think I didn't leave. I walked in there part time when I was mm. at college. I was like what 18. I didn't leave till about ten years later. Okay. <laughs> I just forgot to <laughs> clock out. Uh, so ten years of kind of watching uh, lots of movies and yeah. reading books on film and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Um I probably at various points had sort of delusions that I would one day uh work in the film industry or something, okay. you know, but I don't really have any concrete plan for that. Mm. I mean, I used to tell people I worked in the film industry, and they used to immediately <laughs> call me out and go, Do you work in a video shop? Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll, just, I'll just leave now, will I? Um, so, yeah. So, hi. That, so, it was, I mean, at the time, as you think back now, I, th- like, I kind of looked through rose tinted spectacles. Mm-hmm. Um, I met a load of really cool people. Uh, people are still my friends now. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, It was a long slog of of sitting around, um, uh, you know, working retail Mm -hmm. is never always fun. But video died, DVD came, Mm -hmm. then DVD died, but by then I was off to university. Um, But yeah, so the point of this podcast that I'm going to start, or this is the start really, Mm Uh, Is just to sort of celebrate those films of the 90s. Nice. Um, I think, the, b- broadly speaking, each episode will probably be some kind of a top five countdown cool. of some I genre, uh, theme, yeah. director, actor, writer, make it up every week, every like, fortnight
0: maybe or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. like the 90s was, I think... You know, you can just rattle off so many films. Ah, it was a rich
1: period. Like, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. Or some, yeah. I mean, I always talk about like, 1999 in particular mm. was, like, crazy. Kind of American Beauty, Blair Witch, mm. B. and John Malkovich, Three Kings. There was just, like, this sort of... It was also Star Wars, Phantom Final Menace, but oh, I'm oh, not sure oh, about no, that. We're, we're <laughs> but, <very> um, <laughs> but, like, you know, it's like, it was some crazy years. And I know, you know... I know that now there will also be similar years where great movies come yeah, out but I think that back then I was probably watching more I, I was think probably I think, watching more film and yeah. I was more invested
0: I uh, think you know when I started going to cinema a lot in my teenage years in London I definitely remember getting in to see Blade I think it was the 15 mm-hmm. I think it was quite young then but I mean, we got, and got in based on our height i <laughs> un- each other i like, <laughs> like, oh, <you> <laughs> to see this and I remember seeing Jurassic Park yeah. with my brother First time just being uh, absolutely amazed by uh, that as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember seeing yeah. The Matrix as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not really known about it. Cause no, had, no. The advertising campaign was really cool That's as right, well. Yeah. What is The Matrix? That's what I remember. I think it came out around the same time as Phantom Menace. That's right, it was 99 as well. Yeah. Yeah, yep. you know, And it was oh.
1: actually the sort of advent of like, uh, the internet for most people because my, yeah. my brother would come home from work with like. Uh, you know, he would download the trailers, which probably took about fortnight, and he'd come <laughs> home and, uh, <laughs> and he'd take a disc home, yeah. or i would take it to my mum's, and he'd he be like, "And I remember Blair Witch." Mm-hmm. He said, "Watch this." I was watching. Is this them, real? And, was, and we were like, is "This is real." Yeah, it's real. And, and that was part of their marketing, which was clever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, yeah, you had to download them, which took ages. Yeah, but it was a weird time. Yeah, this kind of internet came along mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, video shops were kind of on their way out which yeah it's a little sad so i think yeah i think this is like
0: this is a really cool idea and i think there's a lot of like nostalgia and i think oh, yeah. and i look forward to listening to
1: future episodes I, as well i'm addicted to nostalgia I, yeah. you know I, I just yeah i mean as i say i just like there's plenty of films i enjoy now there's plenty mm-hmm. of filmmakers i enjoy now um and i don't watch these films Like... Repeatedly, I used to watch films uh, repeatedly. Yeah. don't have time anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, I used to watch all the commentaries and all that sort of stuff. A couple of these films I'll mention uh, tonight, uh, I have watched a couple of them recently. Yeah. uh, Just to refresh my memory. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I suppose the theme of this top five Mm -hmm. is top five films of the 90s that you... Well, maybe you've not heard of them. Okay. Or... I think they're underappreciated, mm-hmm. or like right now they may be relevant in some way, okay. or a combination of all yeah. of these things. So oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, so let's, you let's know, you know the list. So you, yeah. you you know a few of them. Like so, hopefully you'll if you if you don't if you don't have any opinion on them, I'll just oh yeah, I'll let you. just yeah. yeah, um, I've probably got some facts and figures cool. for some of them. So in no particular order, mm-hmm. uh, the first one. Uh, It was actually a TV movie uh, for HBO um, in 1995 and it was called Citizen X Mm -hmm. and it is based on the true story of the Russian serial killer, everybody loves a serial killer, Mm -hmm. Um, whose name was uh, Chikatilo, uh, if there's been umpteen books and documentaries on him. this was fantastic. The cast was unbelievable. It was, uh, Steven Ria, who you've probably seen, like, the crying game, Viva Vendetta. Uh, Donald Sutherland, needs no introduction. Yeah. Uh, Max von Sydow, uh, Joss Ackland, Emil Staunton, and the guy who plays the serial killer in it is Jeffrey DeMunn. Right. Now, he's one of those guys that, you might not know his name, but he you know. He face, yeah. He, he was in, uh, The Walking Dead, right. The Mist, Green Mile, Shawshank yeah. Redemption, uh, he's probably got a list a mile long of yeah. stuff that he's been in um, yeah so I mean I remember this I I mean I, I remember the video actually coming in to the right. video shop uh, every Monday we used to get the new stock in and I'd uh, pick this up and I was like oh this looks pretty good and usually at the time you know true stories were like kind of ah it's a bit you know yeah, But we had yeah. a certain generation of customers that would come in looking for the latest true story right. which was usually about some affair or something you know <laughs> <laughs> terrible sort of like uh, it like a purple cover or yeah, some yeah. soft focus stuff but this the was new, like a newly married couple and a yeah, serial killers I like, I yeah. or like as a hot gardener or something <laughs> it. it's just uh, you know um, and so this one came out but it was like oh, okay serial killers mm-hmm. alright I'm down with that mm-hmm. and I think over the years it's it's definitely garnered a, a following oh, yeah. um, and I'm not anyone listening to this I'm not saying that this is uh award winning yeah. like you know this is the best movie of all time it's just worth uh, worth digging out you can actually watch it on YouTube uh, for free uh, if you get around to it but I think it's quite relevant just now in that you know the the most recent HBO kind of smash uh, Chernobyl yeah uh, kind of reminded me of it just in the sort of uh, the covering of the sort of Soviet Union bureaucracy and yeah, yeah the sort of I don't know if, if if you've watched Chernobyl or yeah. there's a lot of like uh um talk of like the the denial. Oh yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Just, Everyone, just, everyone's okay. Yeah, this isn't happening. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> the floor's a bit warm. Okay. We're all right. <laughs> <laughs> and in this there's a lot of that sort okay. of like the Soviet Union does not have serial killers. Yeah. This is an American uh indulgence, oh, you know, okay. that sort of thing. I and mean, yeah. so it's quite interesting and it's yeah, I'd say Dig it out if you're uh, if you're looking for something you can get it on YouTube for for free. Yeah, um, I don't know there's a few fans of it out there.
0: So I guess um, like we can have like spoilers in this. Well, as
1: well. it's it's real. I th- I say for two stories, yeah. it's real. And the other thing to remember, people might recognise the story. Yeah. there was a film in 2008 called Child 44, which I believe um, Tom Hardy, was Tom in Hardy, yeah. Gary Oldman, maybe um, possibly. Uh, that is the same events but is a fictionalised account Okay. Uh, same events but just a completely fabricated story yeah. around it uh, I've never seen it actually right. um, but if, maybe if you've seen that you might want to dig this one yeah do you have any yeah. kind of interesting facts about this film like uh, and that production stuff well apart from that one mm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> well uh, this is not an interesting fact but Stephen Rhea also played uh, a detective on a manhunt in V for Vendetta. Oh yeah, V for Vendetta. Yeah. It was it a so called cool that? I was by the Wachowskis, wasn't that? They produced it. I they think. produced it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah, I'd say you know, give it a go. Yeah. Don't expect it to be um, Oscar worthy or whatever Oscar worthy yeah. means. But uh, and what, have, what year? What So what did this one come? Ninety five. Ninety five. So right. what was I then? I was like... twelve? Yeah, I was young. Anyway, so yeah, that's uh Citizen X. Cool. Um next on the countdown is a film called Hard Eight, uh, from nineteen ninety six. Um the director, writer is Paul Thomas Anderson, who went on to his, his film after that was uh, Boogie Nights and then he made Magnolia and Punch Drunk Love and most recently Phantom Thread which I believe I used to follow the Oscars I used to stay up and watch them yeah. but now uh, I don't bother <laughs> <laughs> I think Phantom Thread won some awards oh okay um, yeah I used to enjoy that but mm. I just think uh yeah I don't know what happened maybe just I cast not up that late anymore
0: or maybe if it is but uh, you know I was going to I, I think a bit cynical I
1: mean it probably was yeah. cynical back then anyway yeah. but I just
0: think oh. I don't know I admit, do you think it's a thing to do with like age that you kind of realise and I think we just kind of spoke about it on Hip Hop the Dean guys yeah. check that episode out <laughs> oh <No>, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um, That in your mind and you grow up a certain generation you have a kind of fixed era of what is actually a good time and I always kinda of felt yeah. like the Oscars in the nineties you'd watch up like Jonathan Ross used to host this on BBC. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. It used to be Barry Norman before things. Barry Norman, yeah. yes, absolutely. Um, and you know you'd be like, oh yeah, this film and uh, you know and you'd be really into it and you'd stay up late like, yeah. and you'd be in it and yeah. now it's you know, it it now now gonna like, Who the hell's this
1: guy? <laughs> what, who's this presenting <laughs> the show? <laughs> I going mean, it's kinda of turned <laughs>
0: into like what are people actually wearing? Ah, oh, you know compared s- to actually yeah. what the kind of story is, that, you known uh,
1: That's kinda nonsense I mean I think Empire Magazine used to do an Oscar show yeah. on Sky Movies mm-hmm. I think so like, they would do it live and yeah. that sort of stuff but nah, too late in the night for me like mm-hmm. but um, but yeah I mean Hard Eight is I mean you could say it's a kind of film noir ish thing I don't want to give too much away about this one right. it is on Netflix yeah. so if you've got Netflix you can go and uh, check it out Cast is fantastic um, there's a few names that um you might not know, but as soon as you see the actor you would know them. Yeah. The the main guy is Philip Baker Hall, who I've never seen him act mm. when he was younger. He's just he's <laughs> just, just, just he's it, just like, continually being the sort of same age, maybe sixties. Yeah. Um also has John C. Riley, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Samuel L. Jackson and an amazing cameo from uh, Philip Baker Hall and uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, okay, um, and a lot of these guys went on to be in most of Paul Thomas Anderson's kind of early work. Yeah, you um, kind of kept that sort of core cast. But uh, yeah, this is it's a very good film, a bit mysterious. Um, yeah, I don't want to give too much away, yeah. but it opens with two strangers getting to know each other. Okay you don't really know the motivations of why one of them oh, wants right. to. Uh but kinda of all will be clear in the end. The so things kind of gradually unravel it and, does yeah. and it takes its time. Um but aye worth worth watching. As I say, it's on Netflix. I know a lot of people I mean I love Netflix. Yeah. But a lot of people won there's not a lot of old movies on Netflix. Yeah. There are some there. Yeah. You just gotta dig for them. Yeah, know? yeah. Um but Aye. go go look for this and then um, go watch uh, Boogie Nights and Magnolia as well. Two other. Yeah, I was going to amazing nineties like, movies.
0: John C Riley's kind of underrated. Ah, yes, too,
1: well. he's he's so good. Yeah, I always think like. Uh, if they ever made like a live-action Muppets movie, he'd play Fozzie Bear. Just <laughs> think, he sounds like him, yeah, and yeah. his hair. He just he's he's brilliant. Yeah. But um, I remember him that like, he was in a few films. Just I think he was in uh, it was a good gangster movie in the nineties, ninety-one, I think. Right. Uh, State of Grace with Gary Oldman. Oh yeah, set in yeah. Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, and he was in that as well, and he was good. Um, he was he often would play the buddy. Yeah, so I think he was a uh, it was another nineties film called The River Wild. Which was our world yeah. was like a sort of a, the the, the Diet Coke of deliverance. Yeah, <laughs> was, <yeah>. light, light, <laughs> it was a bit it. lighter. Yeah. Like Kevin Bacon, Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who plays this kind of uh, guy? Who? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just too nice to be true. Yeah, and sure enough, he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think guys like John C Riley and Philip Seymour Hoffman, any film they're in, I'm like, ah, oh, this is like it doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter how bad the film is, but but the film can be kind of mediocre. Yeah. But once they're in it, I'm just like, ah yeah. oh, this is great. Because <laughs> 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 I've watched some terrible films with with those guys in it. Um, <laughs> but uh, and we'll probably I'll probably talk about them in future yeah. future episodes. So yeah. Um, all right. So that is. Is there anything came... about this film like oh, there's all factoids. Um, well, I mean, there was a lot of uh, a cut uh, away. well, there was a lot. Of, uh, the, the, I suppose the interesting story is the sort of title change. I mean, the film was originally going to be called Sydney, okay. which is the name of uh, the, the, the the main character. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson kind of fell out with the the studio. Okay. Uh, the film was taken away and recut. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. I think he'd he'd uh, given them like a two and a half hour cut. Yeah. Uh, um, and they'd rejected it, so right. I think. I mean, I I did have DVD of this many years ago, and he did record a commentary on it. Um, so he, I think he did sort of uh, accept the film. Okay, you know, you'll often get filmmakers that'll yeah. get the film taken away from them and go yeah. right. I'm not gonna have anything to do with it ever yeah, again. I'm not gonna promote this yeah, not promoting. Yeah, yeah, but I think you know, it was his first movie, his first feature film. Okay. Um, and I did read, one, a bit of trivia said that um, by 2015, DVD copies were selling for over $100 online. All right. I'm gutted about that. I'm sure I sold it <laughs> for like three quid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> idiot. Uh, I'm disappointed about that. But the, the weird thing is he, like, it's hard to like go pre, I think like pre-internet. Yeah. So I found this film when I went into Virgin Megastore Union Street, um, and literally, I would just look through videos from A to Z. Okay, and I saw this, I just picked it out, you mm. know, just randomly saw the cast, saw the director. And I was like, and this was after I'd seen Boogie Nights. Right. I was like, oh, no way, this is like amazing because I did not have the internet to look up and see oh, what other yes. films <laughs> yeah, he did, yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's just like, all oh, right, okay, I'm gonna take this home, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna buy this, you know. Um, and you had to take a chance, and it cost you 12 quid or yeah. more
0: yeah but it's interesting (laughs) it's interesting you say that because now like you know you see like you know big franchise movies and then you know the film company announces the director and you got hardcore fans like you know like Marvel DC like oh my god they chose this director yes like you know like when uh, Christopher Nolan did like The Dark Knight Mm -hmm. and then Heath Ledger was like
1: chosen to be a yeah, yeah, club.
0: People were actually really pissed off. Yeah, like, what, like, what, what, uh, yeah. yeah he, kind of he, like, he doesn't make
1: those kind of silly movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's a weird, weird thing, but you had no. Um, I mean, the biggest sort of thing of knowledge I had pre internet was a book. I think it was Variety that published it. And mm-hmm. it was like four phone books packed together. Like, and it was like A to Z. So, yeah. uh, a to Z of movies. And. Yeah. You know, there's plenty of films that I knew of that weren't in it. Mm-hmm. Um but it did it was quite handy because you you know, it was that was the way to kinda of look up and go, okay, what other films has yeah. this guy made or yeah. whatever. And that's kinda of how discovering films you kinda of go, right, you know, you begin to develop a taste and you go, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for this guy's other yeah. other movies. Mm-hmm. And I think Paul Thomas Anderson I haven't seen his newest uh, Phantom Thread yet, but I will definitely be uh, I want to record an episode cool. all about his movies because I think Boogie Nights is probably that's a really good film I think it's my favourite I, yeah. I think it's it's tremendous like I think so it's good like you know Marky Mark Wahlberg cast amazing you know, yeah so good yeah thought, was that
0: one of his first kind of films
1: no I mean what, his first film that I remember was a film called Fear uh with, with Reef
0: Weatherspoon is yeah. it Reef Weatherspoon it, oh, the show. oh you're thought, right no yeah. it is oh, yeah.
1: And uh, he plays that kind of uh, angry boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the first thing I remember. And <laughs> yeah. uh, it was a Renaissance man with Danny DeVito. Yeah, oh, like yeah. it was like a A comedy. Aye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was probably uh, probably an unusual choice at the time. It, I can imagine it, it would have been. Yeah, yeah the guy that kind of advertised uh, Clive and Clive boxes. Nice. <laughs> the, the cast of that. Yeah, it was amazing. like amazing. Don Cheadle. You know, you've got Bert uh, Reynolds, Burt Reynolds, yeah. Julianne Moore. Mm. Heather Graham, yeah. John C. Riley again, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip Seymour Hoffman, like stealing every single yeah, scene with yeah. his, uh, uh, is oh, that's a phenomenal film. I think that film kind of put a lot of
0: people on that kind of map. Oh, for sure. Because yeah. it was very kind of big critical claim as well. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Although Burt Reynolds was odd, he he got nominated for an Oscar for that, but yeah, um, but agree, he it, slated yeah. the film. He, did not like it. Oh, you were like, man, look at your CV, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking, <laughs> Smoking in the it. fucking <laughs> Can I break Cannonball Run. Oh, sorry to yeah. make fans of those films. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. So no, I huge fan of this guy's work. Cool. Um, and so yeah, that is number two. So yeah, check it out on Netflix right? if you're. So you number know? three. So number three is a really cheery movie. Uh, it's my favourite. <laughs> Oh, my favorite filmmakers is Ken Loach. Oh, nice! Um, I think most most people that are born when I was born probably uh, were forced to watch Kes, probably. Oh, Kess, You know, yeah. and, and get upset. Watching that secondary school. Aye, ah, just right. wanted to make you cry. <laughs> it was a test to see who who had a heart, <laughs> right, you know, who the psychopath was, <laughs> who laughed, you know. Um, but, I, yeah, I I loved his film. I still yeah. love his films. I find them harder to watch now. I think the older yeah. I get, um, I, I get too, again, too emotional. Yeah, I find was like, it tough.
0: Don't want to spoil Kess if no one's ever seen no. like, this. This <laughs> film probably came out, what, late 70s? Oh, I think it was late 70s, early 80s. And it's a real, say, it's you know, a really sad. It, it and, and, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And his
1: films, are, you know, I think they often have humour. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, There's a lot of pathos and sadness and... Uh, but, you know, I there is a glimmer of hope in there. Yeah. Often, you know, and I think, like, Raining Stones, I hadn't seen at the time. Mm. It was another film that came out in 96. was mm. called uh, My Name is Joe with Peter Mullen. Yeah. Um And that, like, blew me away. Mm. Like, you know, I couldn't believe what a film that was. Mm. It still is. And I went back and found films and realised I'd seen some of them already, not knowing yeah. that who Ken Loach was and but Raining Stones, um, it's probably quite a hard sell. It stars Bruce Jones, who was, I believe, Les Battersby, maybe in Coronation Street, right? All right, <laughs> okay, stay with me, yeah. he's, he, he's, he's good, yeah, and uh, Ricky Tomlinson, all right, well, Ricky Tomlinson with no beard, which oh, is a weird. little bit weird, yeah, and yeah, he's kind of this. He's he's a very, very proud man mm-hmm. who who wants to. um His daughter is going to be, i uh, her first communion, so he needs to find money, okay. for a dress. And I guess uh, he's, he's, he's a bit hard up. He's hard up. Yeah. So there's a you know there's a certain kind of comical element to some mm-hmm. of the scenes where he'll he'll go and like I think the film opens with him trying to steal a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and like, and they're like, "What do we do with it now?" They're cutting it up. You know, it's quite funny. Yeah. And, and like, I uh, you know, I think he tries to go and uh, clean drains. And oh, right. Usually, you know, knocking on people's door yeah. to kind of uh, get some money." But he he ends up in in debt, oh, right. and um, there's a, a debt collector. There's a scene in the film mm-hmm. that. Uh, stuck with me forever yeah. really where a debt collector comes when he's no end um, and just walks in uh, and takes the, the wedding ring off his wife oh. and it's it's such a powerful scene yeah. and the guy, I t- I've tried to find who this guy is yeah. who plays the debt collector and I can't really find much about him mm-hmm. uh, I, I, you know, there's a lot of people in this cast who their IMDB page is this is the only thing they've Yeah. And okay. I think they used a lot of um people real mean, people. Yeah. I think that's what Ken. Mentioned, Aye. Aye. It's, Aye. It's Aye. Very, very naturalistic there. kinda yeah. style to the to the acting. Mm-hmm. Um but this guy is fucking terrifying. Okay. He's frightening, you know, yeah. and I suppose the reason not I'm gonna just bring this one up because I love it. I think it's uh it's interesting that in the nineties, you know, that sort of door to door debt collectors yeah, was a thing? Oh, yeah, now, yeah. We probably thought we'd get rid of that, and mm-hmm. then you know, in the last 10 years or so, that's kind of it, it seems to have popped its head yeah, up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This kind of idea of like, by you borrow some money, uh, or you've nearly paid it back. Well, why do you take some more mm-hmm. of some more? Yeah. Uh, keep people on on hawk forever. And just the thing, is, like, I think people have to kind of like, their it's important to
0: hear this, like, back in the day, it was kind of. Tough people. Bruisers coming to collect money and they were not missing yeah, that physically intimidating. They didn't you like, didn't have you a know.
1: camera to record it. Yeah. They didn't have a camera yeah. for their safety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um they were gonna take it, it didn't matter, paperwork. Yeah. Uh, you know. They were the margin, the, they're gonna in. They're gonna take what they yeah. want. And you're still gonna owe them money. Mm-hmm. It's no um that's not a happy ever after with that. Mm-hmm. But um you know that, and you know anyone that's watched it will know the scene and know the guy. It's just a fairly short scene, but his delivery and uh, his manner uh, is just like, uh, right, okay. Yeah, no, this guy's serious. <laughs> He's though, yeah. serious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, I'd, I'd give him whatever I had. <laughs> you're, you're watching it, emptying your pockets, Absolutely. just like, right, okay. Um, but I mean, at, at least I think in this film, you can. Uh, uh, if you've no seen it don't think that it's pure misery yeah i think if you if you're familiar with um somebody who's massively influenced uh by him is um like Shane Shane Meadows. oh yeah. yeah so if you're a fan of him this oh, is yeah. that's what I was going to say this yeah. is it. this yeah. is yeah. The, the
0: the core I see a lot of, that. of like you know um shame i think Without a doubt, he's definitely been influenced mm. by Ken Loach as well. I've not uh, seen his TV series. I've heard I've, a lot of good things about yeah, him. Yeah, I've watched the first couple of them.
1: Yeah. Um, hard going, mm-hmm. like a lot of stuff, but also just I full of you know real humour as well. Yeah. And I love, I love that because yeah. I know people bandy the sort of the phrase that like, misery porn around. You know, oh, yeah. oh it's misery porn, porn poverty like, yeah. porn. But I think these guys. You know, they're they're no ignorant or naive mm-hmm. to the real you know, the real people they're trying to portray. Yeah. Uh they know that there's plenty of humour and uh uh laughs. laughs you know, it's no all uh, uh Angela's ashes sort of yeah. stuff, you know? It's, yeah. It's, it's,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know. I think one thing about candles, I could imagine I don't know if it's correct me if I'm wrong, but you kind of let people just kind of go with it and kind of
1: yeah, I can't remember if it was, like, I think, I mean, it feels like it, Yeah, and it's funny how there are filmmakers where it feels like that, and then I've mm-hmm. definitely heard interviews where people have gone, like, no, it's, it's the scripted, we just oh, practice and practice wow. until it's yeah. like how it is, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, so like, I mean, Ken Loach would then go on and, like, he, he's, he worked a lot with a Scottish writer called mm-hmm. Paul Laverty, who did My Name is Joe, and mm-hmm. um, sweet 16 which was Martin comston's yeah. first film where he played sort of uh, the the sort of scottish scarface mm. i suppose you know and uh, look at look where he is now you yeah, know he's uh, yeah. well, he's done is pretty, pretty true, well it, I, eh? yeah um so yeah he, he, and, you know i've tried to keep up with his, his films mm. but I, I must admit the older i get the more um i right, the more sensitive I seem to get with these films and I'm just like oh you've brace myself you know which is why I've only watched the first two parts of Shane Meadows uh, yeah. um was it Virtues was that yeah the Virtues of the Virtues yeah, yeah, yeah because, I'm not, uh, not going kind to of give that a watch right?
0: Right. but I've seen like, people like I don't like you know um, was it Stephen Graham mm. and you know seeing him in like This Is England and mm. You know, the guy's got, like, serious acting chops, oh, you know, I mean, the guy can fucking, you oh, like, can hold a scene, like, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. just, like, and anyone, I'm sure if they listening, if you've not checked out Steve and Graham, check him out <sighs> in Boardwalk Empires. Oh, book, yeah, yeah, i He he's like, a young Al Capone. I, I, like, I. Well, I think that
1: came about, he, I heard him interviewed about that, he said he, he auditioned, I think, for Gangs in New York, <laughs> <laughs> for Scorsese. And yeah. Scorsese said, the thing that I'm sure lots of filmmakers mm-hmm. say is, oh, I like you, keep you in mind. Yeah, it's all, like, oh, yeah, Iron, right. 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 Yeah. And then you got a phone call from Borough Empire. you got Jeez. to play Al Capone. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, please, that'll, that'll do nicely. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, if you're... All right, if you go doing a road of watching Ken Loach stuff, mm-hmm. definitely go and look at uh, cool. all of Shane Meadows' yeah. catalogue, because cool. that's uh, just, as, just as good. But, yeah, that's number three, three Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, number four is... A lot brighter. Um, this film, you know, I'm probably going to talk about the video shop quite a lot. Okay. Um, for this film, yeah, you know, we only had one copy, right? And it was rented out a lot. And a lot of guys, guys okay. absolutely love this film. Right. It's called and there's an element to it that I think is uncomfortable now. Okay. Right. In, right. in today's, well, it shouldn't just be today's world. Move back. Yeah. So. It's called Beautiful Girls. Mm-hmm. It was made in 1996. Uh, it was directed by Ted Demi, who's the brother of, or was the brother of, uh, Jonathan Demi. who made mm-hmm. Silence of the Lambs. Right. Uh, talented pair of brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was written by a guy called Scott Rosenberg, who wrote Con Air, High Fidelity, wrote the screenplay, oh, and, and another 90s film called Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. Oh, okay. Andy Garcia. Yeah. Good be movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I love these kind of films. It's small-town America. Mm. It's quite kind of trite and stuff, you know. It's kind of nice and you think, oh, I could live there. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant. That bar <laughs> looks amazing. I could yeah. go there every night, you know. And it is the story of a guy, it's, it's old as hell, these stories, returning to his hometown right. because he's got a big decision to make. Okay. He's a piano player in New York. Um, does he continue to follow his dream of of being this kind of jazz musician or does he kind of join the rat race and he goes back home to his sort of uh, high school uh, reunion He's the lead actor in this one lead actor in this one sorry is uh, Timothy Hutton Okay. Um, and the cast is a lot of people you know of Mm -hmm. there's Uma Thurman Mira Savino Michael Rapaport Natalie Portman Rosie O'Donnell um, Matt Dillon mm. um, yeah it's a real kind of um, it's a real mix of uh, actors in this Yeah, and it's a real it's a real sweet movie and it does have you know there's a lot of things going on there's this is him going into his past and he sort of sees a lot of his friends have really moved on yeah. you know the high school jock is still having an affair with the this cheerleader <laughs> And meanwhile, his wife played by Mira Savino, is clearly uh, mentally ill okay. and being destroyed by him but the film doesn't it you know thinking of it now it probably doesn't really treat her in the right way yeah. I think it doesn't it probably makes Matt Dillon, obviously plays the joke mm-hmm. um it's, it's parts of it quite uncomfortable, you think. Okay. Actually is he are you are you trying to make him be very cool? Like, you know oh, yeah. It's not it doesn't quite go far enough to say mm-hmm. this guy's behaviour is acceptable. killing her. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um uh it 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 does at times, I think it's just yeah, just looking in retrospect now. Mm-hmm. Um and at the same time there is you know, there's other characters. Michael Rapaport is obsessed. He, the, the name Beautiful Girls comes from a speech by him about beautiful girls. He's obsessed by supermodels. So, he's that guy that's kind of never moved on. Yeah. He's not going to commit to his girlfriend or anything. Um, but I think the real uncomfortable bit is uh, is Natalie Portman. Okay. She plays a character called Marty, mm-hmm. who's 13. Right. Uh, like 13 going on 30. I think she says in the film she's got an old soul mm-hmm. and she has this kind of relationship with Timothy Hutton yeah. where she is the neighbour of his parents mm-hmm. where he's living for that uh, short trip and there's a wee kind of um, I mean it is an, an innocent attraction I suppose mm-hmm. by her to him because he's this kind of cool New York musician yeah. coming back to town and but there are you know he, he he does get drunk at various points of the film okay. and he kind of says to his friends, you know, I could wait for her. You know? And you can, oh, okay, and, and really, uh, I suppose yeah. it's f- supposed to be funny and yeah. and innocent and sweet yeah. but, you know, I think the film ends with, um, uh, what's his name, Michael Rapaport actually referring to her as the uh, the town Lolita and it actually, it's unfair, and it, it was supposed to be unfair because yeah. actually, her character is yeah. a million miles. But she's very kind of uh, uh, sort of dorky and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But looking at it now, I just wonder. <laughs> I wonder how far <laughs> the film would get now, with with that kind of at the heart of it. You know, I think um, more like, yeah, a lot of I it's think difficult. Yes. I think you know
0: going and moving on speaking on like you know about more kind of films than that there's going to be a lot of kind of questionable things there is. coming up and the language there. they will yeah absolutely the language, <laughs> there's,
1: yeah. there's things that are said that are like uh, you, you know you, you shouldn't have used that word then and yeah. you certainly can't say that now yeah and it's, uh, so that and I think the film also ends with uh, Timothy Hutton kind of you know his wife mm-hmm. uh, comes to pick him up, yeah. and he's uh, and he he kind of he kisses Natalie Portman on the cheek, mm. and apparently, according to the trivia on IMDb, um, that was unplanned. Okay. So her reaction is um, is real, okay. um, kind of quite embarrassed in that. Mm. But I think I don't know. Yeah, it's difficult. You kind of yeah. you go well. That situation could have happened. Mm-hmm be a real thing so yeah. can you tell that story is that is that okay I don't know <laughs> I, you know I, I think as well just the, 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 the looking at Natalie Portman now mm-hmm. uh, she's definitely she's spoken in, in, in interviews recently about how she was mm-hmm. kind of um, how she was treated when she yeah, was young yeah. you know particularly a film like Leon I mean oh, if you've okay, ever
0: yeah. Watched was, that, him, was, that, was that Luke Bessel? Yeah, okay. and there's a the director's allegations cut about him as well. Well,
1: yeah, and there's, yeah. There's, there's the director's cut has some questionable scenes where because they removed all sort of idea of a romantic relationship yeah. between Leon and Matilda, mm-hmm. but I think the director's cut has something where I can't I don't know which way around. There's a there's a scene in it which suggests that it could have been something else. Uh, and some things they, like
0: Savino She's in this film as well. Yes. Aye, yeah. I, yeah her dad's yeah. a famous actor. Paul Sorvino. Well. Yeah, yeah, the big um, uh, Goodfellas. And, yeah. And you know, she's had her experiences absolutely. with Weinstein. Yeah, you know, yeah. A lot of yeah. films that he produced Well, this is. was
1: a Miramax movie. Right. So it does... You know, yeah. it's a weird thing, and I, and I mentioned it at the start how a lot of guys rented this movie. Okay. Right? And... You know, I I'm. I'm only. I'm looking back now, and I'm not. Yeah. I'm not really thinking. Sort of like. Uh, uh, at the time, mm-hmm. I think now I'm thinking, and it's easy to do that now. I'm thinking, you know, what what was so attractive about about it? this film? Yeah, yeah. You know what was the thing, and, and for me, you know, I love small town America mm-hmm. movies. They, the you know, the Scott Rosenberg, the writer. Said he, he, he drew a lot of inspiration from the Deer Hunter. Okay. Um, and I kind of like that sort of, uh, yeah, that sort of small town America, um, which is attractive. Yeah. But, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we're, 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 you know, it's interesting, uh, but I think definitely,
0: like, you know, in the nineteen, you know, Merrimack's produced a lot uh, of popular films. They absolutely well, you know, did. And, I'm sure there was more kind of themes.
1: But, there's, on them. but but honestly there's a lot of good things that it says there's yeah. um Rosie O'Donnell who plays a character who is very uh, um, sort of like um, she's I suppose you describe her as a feminist there okay. you know she'll lecture them on porno mags mm-hmm. being you know this is outrageous yeah. this woman. The, you know the, the depiction of this woman is not real. Mm-hmm. This is you know airbrushed and photoshopped and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it does address that. Yeah. So there is that for for balance, but I don't know. I'd be interested if anyone uh, knows about it, watches it, yeah. watched it, and had any opinion. Yeah, on I've never it. seen
0: it, at Beautiful Girls, but well, I'll probably I'll check it out. It you you, you can you can rent it on uh, Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, it's not
1: available uh, for for free. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but. There's a lot to admire about it, but I just thought I just thought it was more interesting in the sort of like current. I don't know. I hate saying that current climate, as if it's gonna, as if it's okay. It was back then, but you know what I mean. It's quite topical. I think like you know back then,
0: like you mentioned before, about the kind of you know the internet information wasn't so widely mm-hmm. available. So yeah. some people might have nothing came out like been like Jesus, like complaining
1: about this and being like this yeah. is, I don't like this scene Maybe well. yeah you D- oh, D- 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 yeah, wouldn't know yeah wouldn't, it wouldn't have a clue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it does make me suspect why certain men that came into video shop rented it mm-hmm. eight or nine times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. a bit worrying. Um so yeah that's beautiful girls. Um we at number five. That's quite cool, already yeah. yeah. Um so number five is from nineteen ninety five and I love films like this. Mm -hmm. It's a film called Angus, right? It's totally dorky, and it's really, you know, I'm probably too old to watch it now. But anyway, it is dorky kid likes the uh, unattainable cheerleader girl. He gets bullied all that sort of stuff yeah. it's you know, we've hey. seen we've seen a million films like it yeah. um, but I just think it's brilliant it's right. our son about it it's got it's got two Oscar winners Cathy oh, um, yeah. Bates mm-hmm. plays I think plays his mum mm-hmm. and George C. Scott who um, is, is sadly indeed knew mm-hmm. um, who played Patton um, won the Oscar for Patton mm-hmm. he plays his grandpa um, other other People you might recognise, uh, James Van Der Beek. Oh, hey. he plays the bully, Jeez. which is pretty funny, really. You think? <laughs> was uh, this one, was Dawson's Creek, wasn't it? Yes, right? was uh, it? and it was about oh. the same time that yeah. that must have been. This must have been just before it. Oh. Um, the in the lad uh, Angus is uh, played by a guy called uh, Charlie Talbert, who what? I haven't seen in anything since, mm-hmm. really. And he was a big lad, you know. No. Um, overweight All that sort of stuff um, The soundtrack Was all that Sort of uh, Pop punk right. I think it was Weezer At the time Where okay. like I think they shared The manager of them Was one of the producers Of the film Okay, So their songs Are in it the whole, Everywhere The whole thing <laughs> um, But I think just that It was just a nice A nice movie God right. that sounds You know I would hate If I made a film Or somebody Just called it Nice <laughs> but it did it, it kind of had a nice heart to it yeah. and it always kind of stuck with it I, I kind of and I, I did look for it um, and I can't find it you, you oh, can't watch that. it oh, anywhere okay. No. Right. so I'm sure I mean I've no idea how to find stuff online yeah. uh, to sort of download yeah. illegally <laughs> or legally <laughs> idea. Um, but you can you know I'm sure I'm sure you can uh, people out there can find it so yeah um, this, is, this is the thing as well like you know, you
0: mentioned you know this film and like you know bulky Kid, unattainable cheerleader. Mm-hmm. I can imagine like films like this inspired American Pie and all the Interesting. You say that stuff
1: as well. Because his best pal in it is Chris Owen, who mm-hmm. played um, the wee ginger kid in American Pie. Oh, with well, the Sherman. Sherman. He says, "Wee pal," um, they're, they're the, that's their pairing. But you're mm-hmm. right; yeah. it has that kind of vibe that teen comedy but yeah. you know yeah, I was probably too old to watch stuff like that by mm-hmm. 1995 but <laughs> I say I'm a really, really developer um, I kind of liked that angsty kind of stuff and I think um, if I'm no wrong I think there was a I think the writer of this I, Jill Gordon mm-hmm. uh, she also wrote a TV show that I liked when I was a kid called My So-Called Life Oh, which was the TV show yeah, that I uh, and, uh, uh, and Jared, Jared Leto, all, right. yeah. which is one that sort of, you know, your angsty kind of uh, kids like me. Was that just like one series? Was I one don't think so. No, it was a couple, maybe a couple of series. Uh, yeah. And but, uh, that, that you know, was really... Uh, it was
0: different. Uh, it was a polar opposite from all the kind of tea, ah, like, you know. It, like,
1: you're uh, kinda, it didn't have that polish. No. It was actually... wow, it was quite it's quite dark in quite some dark. Ways. yeah I mean, again and interesting just like beautiful girls where so you've got a, in there you've got this kind of toxic relationship mm. you know my so-called life had had that yeah, you know the yeah. girl who was you know uh, wanted Jared Leto's character mm-hmm. and kind of um, you know my first thing I think of when I think of that is Claire Danes crying <laughs> 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 so it must have must have quite a lot or me watching it you know <laughs> Um, but I kind of like that stuff, and I didn't yeah. realise that she wrote it until oh, I was looking yeah. at this the other day, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, Christ, that makes sense." You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of going back to the start, talking about finding the th- finding what you like. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you you don't realise um, until you look behind it, and you go, "All right, okay, that's why I like it because <laughs> it's got the, kind of the same tone, yeah. uh, the same kind of mm-hmm. um, heart to it." But um, yeah, go check it out. Angus I mean again <laughs> people are gonna, if anyone listens to this and Googles it and goes, Jesus, what is that? <laughs> Fair enough. Like I, I'm not, <laughs> you know, I didn't I make the film, so um there's another interesting the interesting bit. There is an old guy in it played by Ir- Irvin Kershner. Right. And Irvin Kirshner's director who directed Ember Strikes Back. Okay. And he's in it. Um, don't know why he's in it but he is, mm. which is odd um, but yeah I'd say check it out, you know cool. um, if you've got a heart if you don't then you know <laughs> like, someone else so would you would you throw in there as a
0: random six choice while listeners off the top of your head uh,
1: oh okay I'll go along the same uh, kind of sentimental route and I hope this is a film in the 90s it's called, called Simon Birch okay and um, it is a film about uh, a couple of, couple of guys, who, school kids who are friends. One of them's um, uh, disabled. Uh, and it is just the story of their friendship. Yeah. I think, you know, if memory serves, you know, I, I remember more about how the films kind of made me feel mm-hmm. rather than the plot, you know, yeah, a lot of the time, yeah, you know? yeah. And I think, you know, Simon Birch, it's going to be a sad ending, right? Oh, yeah. So if you go check it. But the interesting thing is that there is a narrator at some point in the film. Mm-hmm. I don't know if... I can't remember is it's the whole way through. Mm-hmm. But at the end, uh, you see an older version of the kid mm-hmm. and it's played by Jim Carrey. Right. Which was quite interesting at the time because yeah. he was kind of huge. Yeah. You know, he'd probably just come off the back of Ace Ventura, The yeah. Mask, um, probably Liar Liar. Mm-hmm. I think it was this film was maybe 97-ish, 98. Right. Um, and he appears in it. And, right. You know, I remember watching it and going, "Oh Christ, you know, it's quite yeah. again pre-internet." I would have known. Yeah, would known is, he was coming. A cameo coming. Yeah. You would have known it straight yeah. away. So it was quite nice, kind uh, to know that. So I, uh, yeah, I right, Simon Birch. That's another, uh, another wee. Um, I'm trying to stay away from obvious ones. There are yeah. millions of great movies in the 90s. I think, I think some people will be, but, and be like, hey, why don't you mention oh, Pulp Fiction? Like, like, yeah, these I mean, and yeah, yeah, we all know those films. Yeah. And not to say, I mean, yeah, as I said, um, I want to do episodes on, um, you know, themes and stuff. Yeah. And we'll talk, like, definitely I'll do stuff about Pulp Fiction and I'll tell you why Jackie Brown's a better movie. That's okay. fine. <laughs> You put, you, you put that out there now. It's yeah, like, yeah. So when you get your, like, your next episode, yeah, so that'll be a nice, like, sort of really interesting debate. I want to listen to. Yeah. Ah, oh, sometimes you know, like I think, like definitely in the nineties and the two thousands when I was working in a video shop, you'd watch so much films. Yeah. That sometimes I just get bored with agreeing with people, and I just like just pull it up just, just, just a yeah. hell it. But, yeah. it. but I mean that about Jackie Brown. I think yeah. A, no, that's a classic. Absolutely well. great movie. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Um so yeah no, we'll we'll think of some uh, themes and mm-hmm. um, yeah whether it's directors writers whatever um, and I'm hoping hoping to do this sort of uh, once a l- launch for real kind of yeah. my own thing every mm-hmm. two weeks maybe nice. I think will probably be enough to yeah. to, to keep keep going just yeah. as a wee outlet because I mean I used to talk about when I meet up with my friends you know it's, yeah, it's everyone's cool. like kind you know there's, uh, people have had kids and mm-hmm. Career things and holidays, and it's just like, like just cut to the chase. What films have you been watching? Have yeah. <laughs> you watched this? Have you watched yeah. that? That's gonna, you know, it's, it's always been the cool the thing. So, yeah, so, yeah, no, but thanks for letting me kind of
0: launch your pilot episode. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, films of the 90s. Yeah. Definitely look forward to that. Also, yeah, glad like to be a guest as well. Man. Well, you like. will, that, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I think I'll leave you on about six times yeah. to, to, to <laughs> compensate. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, because like I think you know, like the '90s era. Like, even though like I'm, I'm still kind of fond of like the '80s era I was oh, same, yeah. but I was kind of saw like I grew older and I kind of went back to watch a lot of '80s films like Terminator yeah. and stuff and Gremlins is like one of my all time favorite mm-hmm. films. Don't don't slay me, people. Um, no, it's a classic. It's, film. Absolutely classic. Yeah. Um, so um, so I guess like you got you got a Facebook page now. the Facebook page yeah. uh, films of the '90s mm-hmm. dash
1: uh, podcast. Cool. Um, I. I Potentially, we'll start other uh, Twitter, Instagram stuff uh, later nice. on, but for now, it will be uh, based on Facebook. Um, yeah, keep an eye out and I'll, I'll get things rolling. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely have guests on, like yourself mm. and uh, other people. And if I run out of people, I'll just hit, learn two voices and pretend yeah. <laughs> I've, got, <laughs> I've got friends. <laughs> that should be fun. Yeah, no, that's
0: also, and I think, like, yeah, um, I'll definitely, like, you know, obviously share the links onto the no Facebook worries. page yeah, in the description as well. Hope mm-hmm. you guys enjoy. Yeah, let us know what, yeah. what you think, you know, like, you know, Gary's, um, you know, you can get in touch with him on Facebook or yeah. Instagram. Tell comments. me I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me my taste is absolutely yeah, I think, rubbish. I think it's really, I think it's really cool because these are a lot of choices and I've heard of a couple of them and yeah. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. And it's, it's like, for me, now I can go away and actually go um, yeah. and watch these. I'm conscious
1: like. not to get too, you know, uh, pretentious. Yeah. If you know, that's, yeah, you know, I've yeah, I watched I've watched everything of that you and mm-hmm. um I just thought this was a a wee cross section of, That's uh, of stuff. Yeah. All right, cheers guys That's again, episode
0: sixty nine, the pilot episode for films of the nineties. Hope you guys enjoy and definitely let us know what you think. Alright, see you soon. So, yeah, that was Films of the 90s podcast um, with your host, um, Gary Kemp. Um, yeah, really looking forward to seeing how this develops. I'm very much happy to kind of help out in any way, Gary. So, yeah, appreciate Gary. You know, always good people, you know, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how this kind of develops, you know, because I think, like, the whole kind of genre of 90s films and what you can kind of cover is going to be really interesting so definitely keep an eye out for that and also i'll be putting a link to the facebook page um um films of the 90s podcast so in the, in the description so definitely give that a follow and a like and kind of see the chat that's happening on there on the facebook page i'm sure Gary will be setting up a instagram and twitter page as well hopefully so yeah um I'm actually recording this outro from my dining room table whilst Izzy is hopefully sleeping at the moment. So if you hear any kind of background noise of loud screaming, that would be her. Um, So yeah, just, just for the fact that um, if you kind of follow the anatomy rooms kind of on social media that you'd know that um, the lightning and thunder, The Lightning um, took out the fire alarm system last week, hence why no residents can go in there and do anything. So this is why I'm going back to the old school and recording this outro um, from home. So yeah, um, and if you guys, you know, follow the podcast and also love Aberdeen, definitely check out my Big Up The Dean Instagram page at Big Up The Dean, where you can find the link to the Big Up The Dean Etsy shop in the bio. All support is all welcome. It keeps me going and keeps the podcast going as well. And um, hopefully we'll be back in the studio this week. Um, But yeah, um, just kind of stay tuned or like, you know, keep can keep, keep updated with all the kind of podcast stuff on Instagram and Facebook, mainly mostly on Instagram, but yeah, I'll catch up with you guys. Hopefully even episode next week, if I'm back in the studio, all right, see you soon.